Ready? Yep. Let's go. Healthy, healthy rainbow. Beautiful fish. <laughs> you dropped him, dude. But first, a word for our partners. Alaska Rodco, Alaskan Handmade Rods. National Wild Turkey Federation, South Sound Strutters, your conservation organization for Washington State turkey populations and habitats. Heather's Choice, healthy, flavorful, dehydrated meals for the backcountry. Use our discount code, theyoungguides15, to save at checkout. Shell Art Studio, original Alaskan-focused art. Slay Jays, it ain't all about the catching. All right, here we are, Ellie and I, in the truck again, driving back from another trip. Just giving you guys kind of a recap. Um, I know it's been a couple weeks since we've come out with a podcast episode, but the guide season has been really busy, and both Keaton and I have been hitting it hard. Um, on the water uh, every day and uh, last weekend Keaton did have the Cedar River cleanup so he, a lot of his time lately has been towards uh, organizing that putting that together and uh, looked like it turned into a great event and uh, then he's been yeah guiding the yak um, then I've been you know, guiding every day up here in Alaska <clears throat> so uh I have lucked out the last couple days, had a day off. I'll have another day off this week before I go back to the grind until uh, uh, beginning of December. <laughs> but uh, today we had our annual trip to Whittier with Crazy Rays uh, out uh, Prince William Sound out of Whittier. Um, every year Shane um, you know, puts together this trip with a bunch of family and friends. And, the Bear uh, Paw crew. We had the Bear Paw crew, and we all go out and uh, spend a day fishing in Prince William Sound. Last year was the first year that Emily and I went. We went again this year, and the weather was awesome. It was the best ocean weather I've ever had. Yeah, I really think really couldn't have done any better. Prince William Sound it was, you know, almost dead calm for most of the time. It's like glass. It was glass. It was in the you know upper 60s, maybe lower 70s today. It was getting really hot. We were all dressed uh, for rain and cold because it was rainy and cold last, cold and uh, windy last year. But this year it was warm and sunny with little breeze, with very little breeze. So we were all pretty hot, but uh, it turned out to be a great trip. You know, we all caught fish. Uh, everybody caught halibut. Um, I got the first one of the day for the boat. It was about 20 pounds. And then shortly after, Emily got the biggest on the boat. It was about 50. Yeah. And then we kind of hung out because we really couldn't fish anymore. Just because we didn't want to... We were allowed two, but we didn't want to accidentally hook it over. And so I fished a little bit for salmon. I caught one pink salmon. had a few bites. Um... And then after halibut, what did we do after halibut? We went and, uh, oh, we went for rock, or we went for cod for a little bit. 
and rockfish. Cod and rockfish. Uh, I was the last person to catch a freaking limit of rockfish because I kept catching all these accidental bycatch species that we were throwing back. Yeah, like you caught everything in the ocean before you got your rockfish. Yeah, all sorts of different types of bottom fish that we didn't want to keep because they counted towards our pelagic, right? Yeah. So we were trying to, you know, we were like three rockfish a day. We were trying to catch our two non-pelagic and then there was a one non-pelagic and one pelagic. It was something like that. I don't remember actually. I, it was, we either allowed two non-pelagic and one pelagic or two pelagic and one non-pelagic. Anyway, the black, you know, rock bass, sea bass we were catching, that was your two. And then some people opted to keep a yellow eye, so that was their third one they kept for the day. Um, but ultimately, a few people in our group wanted to go after those really big, uh, what does it call them, shore rakers? Yeah. Uh, like the really big orange rockfish. And so, you know, after we all cut our limit of rockfish, I ended up catching a silver fishing for rockfish too. Kept that. We went after the big shore raker, and I think everybody that could catch one that had one spot open left in the rockfish limit, we all caught one. They were huge. They were huge, 20, 30 pounds, and uh, they're like 700 to 750 feet down, so. It felt like it took about 15 minutes to reel mine up. Yeah, they were hard fighting fish, and you know, a lot of people got them, but the last two or three of us, we started catching a lot of halibut while we were fishing for them. And since I, a lot of us had already had our limit of halibut or, or our oversized, uh, we threw those halibut back. And, you know, there were a couple of us that had to drop down and reel up 750 feet three or four or five times until we finally got our shore raker. But uh, we did that. Um, they were also jigging for um, squid that we were using for bait. That was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, there were big squids. And, yeah, that was cool. And then, yeah, we ended up catching on shore rakers on the squids that we literally just had jigged up right there. So that was a really cool experience. Um, but then, yeah, after that, it kind of took us to the end of our day. I, mean, I think we probably came in a little bit earlier than we did last year, which is totally fine with me. Uh, I didn't even count how many Pacific cod we caught. Because a lot of people caught Pacific cod fishing for halibut. There are so many. I, I would say in all, not just the cod, but including all the fish, there's probably over 70 fish in the boat. I think so. You think so? I don't know. No, no, no. I was looking at the tally marks. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I bet you I bet you there were 60 to 70, I guess, between the Pacific cod, which there is no They'd limit. count. The halibut, you know, some people did catch their limit of halibut. Um, some people didn't. And then shore raker all the rockfish and then um, another guy caught us another silver so we had two salmon so we ended up having quite a bit of meat there at the end and uh, you know the deckhands cleaned it all on the way back in and we were able to divvy it all up and just had a great day great time you know hanging out with friends and our alaska family and it was just a cool experience crazy rays those guys do a great job Ray was our captain today. He did a great job. And then the two gentlemen that were the deckhands, younger dudes, they worked their asses off all day. So really appreciate them. And, um, it was an overall great experience where everybody else uh, was taking theirs to meet to a processor. Emily and I, as you guys know, like to do our own processing. So 
granted, those guys, they flayed them there on the boat. They got all that done before we even made it back to Whittier. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, they did a lot of work. But now Emily and I are going to go home and we're going to cut a lot of those fillets and, you know, more meal-appropriate pieces. And then uh, clean them up, vacuum seal them, and freeze them uh, tonight so that uh, we can fill our fish freezer. I think our fish freezer is actually almost full. I was going through it. I went through it last week. So my parents came up to Alaska to visit Alaska and visit us and do the tourist experience. And... I emptied out our freezer and basically all of your 2022 fish that we had left, I sent it home with them. Um, and our freezer is still almost full, mainly full of just salmon. From this we, year. Yeah, from this year. 2023 salmon from the Russian Kisilov. Um, fish Creek. Yeah, Fish Creek. And then some uh, silvers. Yep, some silvers. So we actually, we have a crap ton of salmon I didn't even realize we have salmon coming out of our ears we have like over 60 packages of salmon as of before today we had over 60 packages oh, of salmon. oh no we've got we've got to have more because when I calculated it we have over 200 meals worth for Kyle and I of packaged fish in the freezer it's, oh yeah because we also had pike and yep. a lot of our salmon packages were couple fillets in one package yep yep so I, I actually when I was I emptied the freezer out the entire garage looked like a yard sale of fish and there were giant blocks of icy fish everywhere and I just one by one counted and I made tally marks for um, each species and where it was caught and that way we could kind of keep track and each large fillet you know Kyle and I split that so that's about two meals right there so we we have quite a lot of fish already and I'm happy that we're adding even more but I think we're gonna have to um, store some of our um, fish that we caught today in the game freezer because I, I just don't think that we have enough space in the fish freezer which is a great problem to have um, absolutely yeah I think um I think we're going <clears> to <throat> run out of room and one thing we're going to change up from last year now granted when Keaton was up here and we fished <clears throat> for the Russian and we're you know um, packaging salmon we were running out of bags and running out of time so a lot of times we double double flayed two flays in one bag uh, last year when we were doing the halibut we noticed that we were putting too big of a piece in a bag and so it was too much for Emily and I to eat so I think this year we're going to keep our you know we, we probably put like one rockfish fillet per package that was that's about one meal for both of us yeah. isn't it we're small fish portion eaters yeah. we usually have like a salad and some homemade bread on the side and so we just have a smaller portion of fish yeah or making tacos with it or yeah. something yeah so i think this year for our halibut fillet is probably just do roughly like a third to a half a pound per package and then every rockfish will be a package and and just any of the bigger ones we're going to cut up into smaller pieces. That way we're not cooking like a pound and a half of halibut. Now granted that does give us leftovers, but still I don't like to deal with a ton of leftovers if I don't have to. Well, leftover fish just doesn't taste as good as cooked, you know, the day of. Yeah. So 
we'll just be uh, cognizant of that. Um, we'll have to go buy some more vacuum seal bags, but that's not going to be too much of an issue. And then, uh, luckily, since I have tomorrow off from work, Emily and I'll probably stay up pretty late tonight uh, cleaning fish. And we want to get those in the freezer as soon as possible. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do with you, even if it's if it's fish, if it's moose, if it's game. I just enjoy, we, we enjoy staying up late, we get it processed, and our kitchen is a disaster, and we usually have music playing, and it's something we enjoy doing. Um, a lot of people opt to take their fish to a processor, um, probably due to time and resources, but I kind of like, I like the feeling of processing our own fish, processing our own meat. It's fun. It teaches me a whole lot about the, what I'm eating. I feel like I get to know my food. And I get to take accountability for the lives that I've taken while fishing or hunting. And it, it's a really good educational experience for me. Because I didn't grow up in the hunting or fishing world. Um, it's something I enjoy doing. And it's a way to know that you're getting your meat back. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, very, I, 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 I can't speak from experience because I've never You've literally taken never my taken game meat. But I've heard, yeah, I've heard horror stories like, hey, you're taking 800 pounds of moose, but you only get 700 or 600 back. Like, mm, where the rest of my moose go? Or you know, some people end up with, you know, one back strap worth of meat. Like, where'd the rest of my meat go? Or I've heard some horror stories and I just, I, trust myself more and I'm getting back exactly what I brought in and And that's not to say that there aren't reputable and awesome respectable processors up here especially in Alaska like I I feel like I have lots of fish processors or game meat processors that I would recommend or you know butchers that I would support here in Anchorage but there's just something to say about you know having the fish or having the animal you, you go out in the field and you get it and then you bring it back home and you see it from the beginning till the end before you you know from when it was out in the field to when it's on your plate and being involved in that process as much as possible I feel like allows you to take more accountability and just play more active part in where your food comes from yep I totally agree have anything else you wanted to add about today or no. about the experience about it was just a great day on the water yeah i was really nervous i i don't i haven't been out to the ocean as much as kyle has and so i always get pretty anxious about getting seasick and maybe just being far away from land and you know you never really know what the weather's going to be like you can just flip on a switch out on the ocean, but today was a great day. It was fantastic. We had a lot of fun. We fished like we aren't hunting, and then this hunting season, we're going to hunt like we haven't fished. And, uh, exactly. Try to get everything full for uh, the winter. And in fact, we're going blueberry picking tomorrow. It's <laughs> it's the summer of foraging. Exactly. It's what everybody does up here. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, that was our day. Again, 
we've been super busy, so we haven't been able to get a podcast out to you guys, and, you know, it's still going to be busy, but uh, we do have some on deck that we recorded earlier this year that uh, we need to get out to you guys, and uh, we're going into the hunting seasons now, uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, should have some good uh, hunting and fishing stories, and we should also uh, be able to talk some of our um, guide friends here as everybody's starting to round out their seasons and kind of get some stories from them experiences they've had uh, Keaton and I have some podcast ideas to bring to you guys uh, we guess gotta gotta write them up and talk about them a little bit more maybe find some guests um, biggest thing too I want to bring up is always uh, tip your guide or tip your deckhand they work their ass off and uh tip is well appreciated and you know, what you pay for your trip doesn't always go right back to the people working there because you got to pay for things like fuel and tackle and bait and um, got to pay the outfit the outfit's got to get paid you know they there's a lot that goes into it so make sure you tip your guides and your deckhands and take care of them because they took good care of you um, with that This was another episode of the Young Guides Podcast. We'll be getting to you more of these episodes soon. Appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Let's deal with the valley.